Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Kosky, and I took a perfectly healthy law practice and turned it upside down. I learned that when two people communicate together, things can be resolved. And that's when I started doing mediations. And now I am on a mission to let the world know that when you work together through a conflict, you actually come out better off in the end. Thus the podcast, Doing Divorce Different. My good friend, Kim Geiken joins us. She was a past mediation client that became a mediator, and she has had a very successful divorce process. So we are here to help you along your journey and talk about all things divorce. We're so looking forward to it. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm Lisa Koski, and I'm joined with my good friend, Kim Geiken. Hi. And we are here um, kind of to talk all things divorce and to let you know, we want the world to know, and we kind of come from two different perspectives, that you don't have to fight things out in court. And there is a better way to do things, and especially for divorce and especially when you have kids. So um, my background is I'm an attorney that stopped, kind of stopped practicing law and only, I only do mediations now. And Kim has such a great perspective because she was a client of mine and she fell in love with the process just like I did and became a mediator herself. So we bring, I think we bring a lot of good information to the table, but I love Kim because she calms me and because I'm kind of an odd duck in this world. I have been married for 29 years and I really value marriage. So when people come to me, I always talk about, you know, is this something you really want to do? I want to make sure because this is a big step and it is hard, but it doesn't have to be that hard. And I think that's what Kim found. And I don't know, Kim, if you want to kind of share Yes, I will uh, definitely echo that because I actually remember that was one of the first things that you had said to us, if that was what we had really wanted. Can I ask you a question? I always wonder when I do that, if people feel uncomfortable, especially if you're the one who's wanting the divorce and maybe the other party doesn't, does it feel uncomfortable when I do that? Um, I think that everything feels uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, the whole the whole thing is, is uncomfortable, but, um, because I think, I, I would assume it's somewhat rare in you, in your area that our area that we, um, that most couples are mutually agreeing to divorce. I, I really feel just like from taking a social cue of people that you could kind of see it in, in just relationships in general, if, one person wants out and one person wants in or one person just might not be completely tuned into their partner, which 
I feel like that was part of my situation in a way. Yep. Um, and I'm going to agree with you. I think that most of the people that come to our practice, um, there is one person who is driving the mm -hmm. divorce and there's usually one person that doesn't really want it. But I think what they find is they still want to work together. Yeah, and there's, and this doesn't work if you don't have two willing participants because we are doing your divorce together, which is amazing because you save so much time, you save so much money, and you get to be a part of the decision. Someone, you're not fighting about it and something's not being thrown on you. And I think with my legal background, I can give legal information, which mm -hmm. helps so that the couples know at least the paperwork that they're putting together to file is going to stand up because it does follow the parameters of the law. Um, sometimes it's hard for me because I am a lawyer and I have to really be careful to not give advice. Mm -hmm. But I think giving the information is often enough. Yes. And, you know, like you said, uh, willing participants. And if people understand with mediation that they have more options and choices available to them, that they don't have to play a huge game of really expensive telephone between themselves and attorneys and fighting. Um, actually, the when I did the mediation training, was who was also from a lawyer, he had said, there's, there's basically like no bigger scam out there than litigation attorneys because that's how they make their money. I mean, they all, all attorneys serve their purpose and their need and the world needs them for sure. Hands down. But they, I, mean, I know I don't want to, I mean, I am one still, yes, but absolutely. <laughs> not really doing it anymore. So yes, they are absolutely, but they're not always necessary. Yes. And, and they make their money that, you know, it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that you have to get ugly and it doesn't have to be ugly. Um, but it's, it's getting people, I think, to understand and realize that it can be done a gentler way, less expensive, timely, and everybody can move on. Go on to the next phase of life. Get your kids, you know, into a good spot. Get yourself into a good spot. And and everybody's interconnected. And hopefully they leave and treat other people in a, in a better way, too. I know. And I... You know, a big part of now why we do the flat fee is I want to be able to work with people to kind of coach them through because mm -hmm. it's hard. Um, and there's a there's a lot there's a lot to learn through this process. And honest to God, I want people to actually start healing through this journey because they have the integrity to take this to a higher level, and they are working together. Mm -hmm. and We'll do another podcast about the kids because they need both of you. And when for the rest of your lives, you're connected because of those kids. Absolutely. Um, and um, Kim, you had such a you were unique. I mean, I have most I, I fall in love with all of my clients. It's the weirdest thing. And I love both of them. And, you know, we need to remain neutral. So that's important that we don't, you know, take a side. Yeah. Um, but you're divorce was particularly smooth. And I, you have stories that just sounding <laughs> stories about how this is working. Um, but one thing before you get into the, you know, my favorite story that I always make you, <laughs> make you tell people about, 
But before that, I think you have a little bit of an interesting, um, you came to find me, I think, because you felt you could probably do it on your own. Right. So talk a little about that. Yeah. um, Because I was the driver in the divorce. Uh, My ex did not want it. He's he's an amazing person. I, I can't say a bad thing about him. It just... You know, it had been a long time. We grew apart in different areas, and and that's that's that. Um, so, of course, you know, with kids, the cost was a thing. So I start looking, and at the time, actually, I hadn't even really thought about doing it on my own until I also had a friend going through one, and she was like, "We're just doing it through the county on our own." So I started looking into it, and I started doing all the forms and filling out all the things. And then there was a a big part of me that just didn't feel right doing that because yes, it's on the internet. Yes, it's available to my ex, but I knew that he wasn't going to do the due diligence to research the stuff and find out the information. And I didn't feel right about that. I wanted him to have access to the same information that I was getting. So, um, that's when I started looking into maybe we do one lawyer, maybe it's mediation and mediation. Just, it had been in the back of my mind because years ago I had actually looked into doing it as a job and for whatever reason I didn't. Um, so I, I kind of knew a little bit about it and then I dug a little bit deeper and by stroke of luck, I found Lisa's website and she had it this really great quote on there about a swan, hence maybe the logo. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was how, how your divorce can be not necessarily happy, not sad, but peaceful, very similar to what you would see of a swan gliding on a pond. You know, they, they just look at peace, but they're not like a duck flapping its wings and <laughs> they are, um, you know, not completely just laying down either, just floating along. And I think that if the world could have more of that, it would be better for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's how we stumbled into Lisa. Um, did the first session. I think we only ended up doing... Oh, maybe three, two or three. I, I think, think it went pretty quick. Yeah. 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 And I can remember, you know, it's such a, a bag of mixed emotions because when we did the consult, I had, you know, you've heard that feeling like if you get butterflies in your stomach, you can have, it's the same feeling like nervous and excitement. Yes. Or anxiety and excitement can have yes. the same, it's the same stuff that triggers in your body. Yep. Um, but I can remember feeling like excited, like I was moving forward, mm-hmm. but then I also felt bad because I knew he very much, it, he hated it. He hated every, he hated having to go there. Like it just was so uncomfortable for him. Um, and I, and I know that he was just doing it because at some point, you know, and I've also heard this too, actually it was a counselor that had said this to us. It only takes one person to end a relationship. So when you're that other party, you know, you just feel like it's out of your hands and what are you supposed to do? So you kind of have no choice, but to, to go with it. And I felt really bad about that. And it's, 
it's a struggle because then you also feel like, well, it would just be easier to stay. It would be easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. But then what does that do to me too? So you feel selfish and um, inconsiderate. Like there's just a lot of things that go on. And so- you know, Kim, just, I don't want to stop your story, but no, that is something that I have learned. And I've, um, there was a really good book um, by Dr. Elizabeth Cohen uh, about I have it on my wish list. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really good. And it talks about how it's hard for the person, as hard for the person ending the divorce as it is for the one going through it because of the pain that you feel, you know, so that that is something that as mediators we need to always keep in mind and and to not judge so you know and i think you and your ex-husband have an amazing relationship and i just love he actually named the podcast because he's excited for you yeah um he actually actually texted me this morning and said where do i find it oh i love (laughs) it i love it yeah that's amazing but um, okay, so keep going. I didn't mean to to stop you, but you had an interesting situation where you stayed together mm-hmm. even after you were divorced because you just kind of felt that would work best. Can you kind of? Yeah. Um, so after the divorce, everything was final and you do the money stuff. Um, we had agreed it, it was really important to us to not upset the apple cart for the kids that we didn't you know, up and sell the house and move out. And because we, it wasn't contentious, there wasn't abuse involved. There wasn't, it was just a matter of, you know, our marriage basically evolved into being really, really rock star roommates, but there wasn't what I didn't see anyway, a potential for really the partnership in a marriage that, you know, I was looking for. Um, So we were able to cohabitate together really well for the kids, you know, the business of running a house in in that regard. So um, we did the, you know, I refinanced the house, bought him out, but then allowed him time to look for a place. And then as a mom, you don't want to kick him out someplace because like you want your kids to be happy with where they're going to be going. So I was patient with it and flexible. Um, So he stayed here and that our, so our divorce was done November of 2019, you know, and I had at that point said, how about like six months? You know, he sometimes needs a a little bit of nudge to (laughs) do things with life. Um, And then during that six month period, uh, the world stopped due to COVID. So in in that time period, you know, neither of us really knew what was going on with our jobs. Um, So I was actually quite thankful to have him here yet and to help with the kids and the distance learning and and all of the unknowns that happened with COVID. Um, So that happened. So that was, you know, we're to like, let's say May. And then it was last summer, he had reconnected with a friend from the past and they started dating. Um, and she was actually fine with him still living here. And, you know, he's still looking for a place during this time. And um, housing kind of got crazy with the market. 
Um, and so bringing us to current day 2021, he has since moved in with her. And that was um, right around like New Year's of this year. Um, so that's where they're at now. And so I've been about six months coming up on six months, like, I guess we'll say on my own mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. Um, I think it's been going well. I mean, we, he was content while he was here hanging out on the couch and sleeping there. I don't know how he did it actually for that long. I, I yeah. would have done it, but, um, you know, that was his choice. I didn't force him one way or the other. It worked. Our, you know, our kids r- really do seem pretty stable and rock solid. He and I have a good relationship. I get along well with his girlfriend. Yep, I love um, this. I love this. I got lucky. I got I, lucky. Well, I think, Kim, it was, one, you and, and, and doing the mediation and working together. And I just feel like I love your story because – I don't want people to be afraid and mm-hmm. divorce is so scary and overwhelming mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be. And honestly, this podcast, that is what we're hoping. We're going to, you know, visit with all kinds of people who have been through this and experts. And we're just going to, you know, we're just beginning this journey to share it, but I am so thankful. What I couldn't ask for a better person because of how you handled yours. You are, you're just going to teach people, you know, send them down the healing path. And I, when I think about your ex-husband, when you look at it now, when you were going through this, you thought, oh, this is mean. I don't want to do this to him. Now looking at it, did he heal? Is he doing better? Is he actually in a relationship where he feels a little more fulfilled because he's getting it back? I mean, are things better? Um, I think so. I, you know, I think that's on him to know. Right. Um, I hope that he has done some work and self-reflection. It's a big deal. I mean, we were together for 23 years. You kind of need to relearn who you are and what you want after that time. And when somebody takes up such a big piece of your life, I mean, your heart, it takes time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm hoping he has been able to to heal and, um, you know, not just for his benefit, but for his current relationship benefit, you right. know, everybody deserves to have a whole person when you enter in, uh, yes. to a relationship. And I think that's really important that, especially after a long term, that you do take time, Yep. you know, go date yourself, go, right. We'll talk about dating in some upcoming, I think we have some kind of fun stories about that, but, but okay. So now I have to have you share that story about the fondue party. The fondue. I, will, I won't make you ever tell it again. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I love it. Story. People actually, it's funny. Um, what I've also noticed because I, we've been actually out and about when I, it's been with me, the ex and his girlfriend, and it almost makes people more uncomfortable that we get along than if like I would be throwing a drink at her or something like that. <laughs> I, it's You're just, going against the grain, against yeah. the culture, and it, we need to start doing, we, things need to change. Yes, I, I agree. It's, and I'm like, it's actually more fun to tell people, like she'll introduce me like, this is 
you know, my, my boyfriend, this is his ex-wife. They used to be married <laughs> and it's more fun to see their reaction yes. to this. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but so my ex and I had started a fondue party. There's a group of like six couples that we did this annually. Um, this year, 2021 was the 14th year that we've done the fondue party. And so we had started it and it was one of those things where the guys just fought it tooth and nail in the very beginning, the very first party, they all whined about it. Like, this is so dumb. We have to like go and like stick meat on skewers and cook it. Like, this is crazy. And the girls, of course, did all the work, all the planning and it's a lot, but we've got it down to a science now. So we did this and then going forward, this is the font. This is the party everybody talks about. Everybody loves this party. So um, it we actually had hosted it the year after our divorce. So that was November of 2019. So 2020, we had hosted it. And it was the weekend before the world stopped that we had everybody there. And it was so funny because as I had mentioned earlier, um, we were still living together. So it almost had to be at our house to make it good for everybody else. But one of the best comments that night was when one of our buddies showed up to the house and um, my ex had answered the door and he shook his hand and said, hey, glad you could make it. <laughs> like, it's just a comment. And he's like, well, let's just get the awkwardness out of the way. Right, right. <laughs> so now this year it's at... The actually funny, the guy that said that comment, it was at his house. And um, my ex's girlfriend had messaged me the night before the party saying how nervous she was because this was like the first um, party situation that she was meeting the wives, everybody together. She knew what a big party this was in like our relationship and to this particular group of people. Um, so she was nervous and honestly, I was equally nervous. I w I'm the odd wheel out. I'm the only one there that, you know, quote unquote, broke his heart essentially, you know, among the friend group. Um, and then I didn't have a date, but that also was important to me to, to show up without somebody. I just felt like it was better for me that way. So she's nervous. I'm also nervous for other reasons. And she messages me the night before indicating this. And I, you know, jokingly was saying, well, do you want to like walk in holding hands and skipping and singing Kumbaya? And like, if we set the tone, everybody else will be okay. And she jokingly said I could make us t-shirts and, you know, we laughed and went about the conversation and then we kind of came back to it. And I'm like, you know, I don't hate that idea because she has uh, like a cricket or a vinyl cutter. So she, she can whip up anything in like a matter of moments. So she is like, yeah, I'll make shirts. So I just went and got a cheap t-shirt and she came and picked it up for me the next morning. We didn't even tell our ex about this. He had no idea, none. Um, so we were making up these t-shirts and then I had also reached out to uh, I'm going to call her my sister. I don't have a sister, but she's like my best friend and we're as close to family as anything. Um, and said, Hey, do you mind if we do a pregame at your house before fondue with my ex and, and his girlfriend? And she's like, yeah, that's totally fine. 
So they were like the neutral, those are just going to be the people that you're going to go to for it. And, and they showed up and I take off my jacket. She kind of, she's getting wine ready for everybody when we show up and she looks at my shirt and she sees that it says X. And then she looks over to my ex's girlfriend who also had taken her coat off and says next. (laughs) (laughs) And then the look on my ex's face was like, what in the heck is this? (laughs) He had no idea. And my friend whose house we were at, she loved it. She was like, it's so perfect. Like, it's so perfect. It it couldn't have been better. And I feel like you could sell that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you're probably actually right. We should, I should yes. actually. Yeah. It, and it threw, it took people actually, when we got to the party, it took them a little bit to figure it out. But once they like realized, I would say probably 45 minutes into an hour, it took for people like for the light to go on. And then from then on, you know, they said, well, if there was going to be any awkwardness here, you guys certainly debunked that. So <laughs> I, I love it. It was good. I still actually have the shirt. I told her, I'm like, well, we'll have to wear it to like your friend's party now. Like yeah. when I grew up to that. So. Absolutely. You'll have <laughs> many more opportunities. Yeah. I mean, kids sporting events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You are kind of making a statement to the world about how you're doing this. And there are a lot of people that are doing it like you, but I think it would be amazing if there could be more. Yeah. So I love your story. And Kim, I love talking to you. Um, So I'm excited to do this again. Yeah, I am too. This is fun. I know. And we just asked that if you know people who need this information um, about divorce, about doing it a better way, about mediation, please share this um, podcast with them because we love to have people involved. And you can always find me um, at lisakoski.com and Kim is, you know, becoming a part of that with me. And that'll be something that we're going to be announcing soon. And I think you can all see why I love her. She brings <laughs> such great perspective and wisdom to my practice. So oh, this was so great. fun. And it yeah, was our it was first great. podcast. And I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.